Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to the CM360 Podcast. I'm Richard Steenum, Chief Research Analyst at IT Harvest. I write about the IT security industry, and I work with security technology providers on their go-to-market. And I'm a trusted advisor to VCs and private equity firms. IT Harvest is an industry analyst firm that covers over 3,600 vendors in the IT security industry. Today, I'm joined by Yotam Segev, who is CEO and co-founder at Sierra, and we're here to talk about revolutionizing data security for the cloud era. Welcome, Yotam. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here on this podcast. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. Give us the, the origin story of Sierra. Sierra was born out of a partnership and a friendship uh, between myself and our co-founder and CTO, Tamar Barilan. I met Tamar in 2010 as we joined the Israeli military to a very small and unique program called Talpiot, which is Israel's Elite Technological Leadership Academy. We served together for over a decade in cybersecurity and had the unique opportunity to found and lead one of 8200, the Israeli NSA's first cloud divisions. And while doing that, experienced the tremendous challenges of securing data in cloud environments and uh, really preparing our organizations for the data transformation they're undergoing. Fantastic story, and no wonder Sayer is seeing the growth it is um, with the two founders that you have, plus the fact that data security is so important. Tell me why you think the focus on data security has been increasing uh, just over the past year and more. Um, what do you think is responsible for that growth in prioritizing data security over all the other kinds of security? So I think in the last year, we've really seen generative AI, chat GPT, take a very important place on uh, the IT stage. I think we all understand that we're looking at a world that is changing and changing rapidly. And at the heart of that change is every organization's ability to leverage data through AI and enable more interactions that are more intimate with information, more automated. And for enterprises to really leverage these technologies, they first have to know their data. They have to know what data they have in order to be able to leverage it and consume it in machine learning and AI models. And they have to be able to protect the most sensitive data, the types of data that they're not willing to have exposed externally. And in order to do that, they have to be able to differentiate that data, identify it, classify it, understand what matters and what doesn't matter when it comes to the tremendous amounts of data we're all collecting. I think that that has put a huge focus on CISOs to do something about data security, to take a stand, to, to take action. And that's part of the increased market traction we're seeing in the DSPM space. Help me understand the difference between the this new space of DSPM, which is you know a, a new categorization, um, and the traditional data discovery, because obviously it's been around forever. And um, you know I've talked to data discovery companies for decades now, and all of a sudden there's a hot new space DSPM, and then I, I dig into it and I see that all the old school 
data discovery companies are saying, hey, we, we do that too. But how, you know, a buyer at an enterprise is going to go, okay, wait a minute, you know, what's the difference between, you know, that publicly traded, stodgy, slow growth company and what Sierra is doing? That's a, that's a wonderful question, Richard. And, uh, and I did notice uh, the very exhaustive list of uh, supposed DSPM vendors that you had on LinkedIn uh, just a few days ago. Yep. And I think that... Yep, and it's almost doubled in size thanks yes, to posting of course, that. Of Everybody course. Who, who isn't a DSPM vendor? Yeah. So, so let's talk about what is a DSPM vendor, what makes it a DSPM vendor, and what is it coming to, to deliver for the customers? DSPM vendors answer three questions for the customers. Where is our sensitive data? Is it at risk? And what do we do about it? At the heart of these solutions is that very, very uh, unique asset that we are all responsible for in information security, the information itself, the data itself. That is the asset at, at the core, at the heart of uh, DSPM vendors. And what they're responsible for providing is classification and discovery across the entire enterprise, cloud and on-premise, because data is an everywhere problem, not a cloud problem, is responsible for providing risk posture, the ability to assess if the data that was found is at risk, and they're responsible for providing remediation, the ability through ticketing, through workflows, to actually solve those problems we identify, because lighting up the Christmas tree with a, a, a ton of new alerts doesn't move anything for the security organizations. We actually have to be able to help them solve these problems, get them to a resolution, and that requires a lot of context and a lot of integrations to the uh, ecosystem around the solution. So I think at the heart of it, that's a DSPM vendor. Specifically, DSPM vendors from the new age, from the modern age, not those uh, clunky uh, legacy players, have uh, two unique characteristics. They use cloud-native connectors or API-based connectors in order to connect to all of the data stores that you have out there automatically without requiring data store by data store connection. This is a super critical technological advantage. It's a next generation would be an understatement because it allows organizations to overcome the tremendous deployment challenges of traditional data classification solutions that required network access and service accounts to each and every data store in the enterprise environment. That just did not scale, not even for the biggest organizations with the most resources, and let alone for the organizations that didn't have those resources. By leveraging the APIs, the AWS API, the Snowflake API, the Office 365 API, and even the VMware and OpenShift APIs on-premise, DSPM vendors, modern DSPM vendors, make it a breeze to deploy. It's so simple, you just turn it on. On top of that is the classification. Traditional classification that was uh, uh, developed 20 years ago was based on regex pattern matchings. That is a very, very old engine. Modern classification is based on AI and machine learning. And it allows the, the customers to identify data without knowing what they're looking for. And that is so important. We all want to discover the unknown unknowns. It also allows customers to contextualize the data, to understand the data, to correlate the data, 
to do so many things that just weren't possible in the past. But hey, we're living in the age of ChatGPT. We all know the things that weren't possible in the past are now possible. <laughs> we all see that in our iPhone. Absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, that really, really helped. Um, and, and you know, you just put you've of course been doing it uh, for the last couple of years. So, and you've heard from so many of your customers that you've got the right words to describe that differentiation. Um, let's take a little bit more into the AI because there's a term that is getting bandied about by a lot of vendors and a lot of them are just applying large language models to, you know, problem sets and then really being their interpreter, right? The front end to a computer. How is Sayara using uh, AI to, you know, do that classification and, you know, what's the nitty gritty of it? So really at the heart of our uh, mission is to help organizations understand their data. And it's hard. It's a very complex challenge, but it's something that AI was almost born to do. Help you understand, organize, catalog, categorize, and uh, contextualize information. It's something that is very natural, a very, very natural fit for uh, the capabilities that modern generative AI services have. And we've embedded those technologies, some of them, external, some of them developed at home into our classification engine, and it allows us to deliver uncomparable accuracy and context in our classification engine. It also allows us to be able to learn each customer and each business unit's unique data types automatically and bring them for, to the customer in a way that is consumable by an analyst, very similar to the way Google Photos is able to categorize tens of thousands of photographs we take without asking us, what is a bicycle? If you type bicycle in your Google Photos prompt, you're just going to see all the pictures you ever took of a bicycle. It just works. What's the you know, practical implication for your customers? What do they, what do they see when they deploy Sierra the first time? The first thing they see is all of the data stores they have out there, all of the databases, buckets, uh, DB as a service uh, uh, data stores, and even uh, SharePoint sites and, uh, and OneDrive sites and Google Drive sites that they have across their environment. <clears throat> the second thing they see is the classifications themselves, meaning what data lives in all of these, right? What types of data? Where do we have personal information? Where do we have customer email addresses? Where do we have financial information? Where do we have our employees' data? Where do we have production data that's in a development environment? Where do we have data that was supposed to be masked, but it's not masked because somebody aggregated it in a wrong way? Where do we have backups of data that are in the wrong location? Maybe European data that's backed up to the US. Where do we have data that is publicly accessible on the internet and has a very sensitive nature and we wouldn't want that? Where do we have data that's regulated and we didn't even know we were collecting and it's sitting around in our environment, exposing us to risk and liability from a compliance and a security perspective. That's the, the, the first thing that customers get, a full catalog data inventory of their entire enterprise ecosystem and all of the context of that data and the security issues, misconfigurations and exposures that apply to that data. That's a lot. And then 
do once they see that data, do they start getting the, um, uh, you know, the advice on to what to do and how to, you know, get teams working on fixing it and cleaning it up? Absolutely. So we integrate naturally into the existing workflows and processes that security organizations already have today. These misconfigurations are consumed by our customers in a very similar way to vulnerabilities. You had infrastructure vulnerabilities, and now you also have data vulnerabilities. Not only that, but you're able to add the data context to the vulnerabilities you've already identified, which helps you prioritize them better and focus on the ones that really have the most impact on your organization. We have uh, data detection and response capabilities, which uh, are being consumed by the SOC, alerting mechanisms. Uh, So different functions within the security organization uh, consume different parts of the platform, but it's all consumed natively, naturally, within the existing workflows and processes that every organization already has. Awesome. You know, Tom, there's a tension between most security teams and the business side, right? The business side has to move fast. It's introducing new products, capabilities for generating new revenue streams. And the security team is usually there, you know, uh, interposing um, friction, to put it lightly. How does Sierra help security teams to strike a balance with the business side? So I think at the, at the heart of it, Sierra doesn't get in the way of the business. Everything we do is out of band and out of line and allows the business to continue to move and allows security to watch over their shoulder and make sure that they're not, uh, they're not creating any mess-ups that are too complicated to clean up, right? And that's a first difference from DLP that was all about blocking the business, blocking uh, certain transactions. We think that that approach created a ton of friction and a very negative pushback from the business. And DSPM allows you to watch over the business's back without getting in their way. I think that DSPMs provide very valuable information for the business. We have customers in which the CTO organization is funding the project. They're not funding it because they're looking for better data security. They're funding it because they're looking for better data inventory. Because that's something they can go and use through machine learning, through AI, to accelerate the business outcomes for the organization. So it allows CISOs and their teams to step up and say, we're going to bring the best data inventory, the best data catalog into this enterprise ecosystem, and we're going to allow all of our peers to consume it and use it in their services to accelerate the different business motions we're doing. Also, if you think about it, in many organizations, we we heard that the way that they inventory data is by surveying and interviewing the different application owners across the enterprise. The security team goes in and asks them, what data is being collected in your application? Well, oftentimes, they just don't know. Sayera allows the security team to come in and say, here's what data is being collected in your application. Here's the amounts of that data. Here is how that data is being used. Here is who that data is being shared with. Are you aware of it? Is it what, what you intended? Is there anything here that surprises you? Are we working together to secure it in the best way? So powerful. I really get it. Thank you so much, Yotam, 
for helping us understand both Sire and the importance of data and security in the new way. And thanks to everyone listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast. For further information on what we've talked about, please head on over to Syera.io. That's C-Y-E-R-A.io. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com.